welcome to Let's Talk Learning, the space where learning comes alive. I'm Elizabeth and I'm Amy and together we're Tutor Team Managers at the National Learning Group and we're part of a team that is dedicated to transforming the way that young minds learn and grow. And in this podcast we're going beyond the classroom to discuss effective educational strategies with insights from colleagues, experts and real experiences from tutors and learners. Every week we explore a different topic and today we are going to be looking into the future of education and the future of tuition. Join us in this special episode as we chat with the first tutor of NLG about the future of tuition and the impact of COVID on this. So welcome, Jane. Welcome, thank you. So Jane here is our first, well, the first ever tutor at the National Learning Group. So it's very special that she's joining us here today. Um, So I don't know if you wanted to tell um, our viewers a little bit about yourself, Jane, and how you first came to join the NLG. Well, strangely, it it came through from... uh, um, relationships over racing cars um, but you know I was passed on the, the advert um, I was looking for work at that time I was temping and not enjoying it so I really wanted something else that was more interesting more exciting and more varied um, I applied for the job and thankfully got accepted um, and it just all developed from there it started with two students um, you know and it's just gradually evolved and grew and we established what we were doing and how we were doing it over that first year and setting up procedures and then we got to the point that I had too many students I couldn't cope with we had to take on the next tutor and then it went you know from just so so gently and then suddenly it started going up at rocket speed um, and would you say that was because of COVID or do you think no, it was an interesting? COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know, people have been looking into being able to save time. If they're going to take a student to a tutoring centre, they've got to drive, they've got to allot that time. They've got to then be there an hour later to pick them up and take them back. Yeah. So there's all that time management. So it might be taking them two hours to do something that's an hour. Yeah. Whereas if you get being tutored from home, then you, there's none of that involved. You know, you can be in the kitchen making tea while the students in the dining room doing the tuition and then it's all ready. So it's so much time-saving yeah. for everybody involved. It's more comfortable for the student. You, It's a little bit more remote in that your tutor is online. So you've not got somebody coming into your house. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think... Is this room tidy? Is that room tidy? Mm. You know, it, it's just there on the camera. Um, you know, it just makes it so much easier. You've mentioned ease for the students there. Um, what about yourself as a, as a tutor? So did you find the transition to online tutoring easy? Um, I suppose one of the main concerns we've had from tutors joining the National Learning Group is how, what about my resources? Can they all be transferred online? How did you find the transition um, onto online tutoring? The transition for me was was fairly straightforward in that I've been involved in in video um, in the very early days before YouTube and any of that happened. So I was aware of what it could do and how it could be used and utilised. And that was one of the strengths I brought to the company because I was aware of all that. Um, And it's been able to, you know, have that relationship with your tutor without having to to travel anywhere or them travel to you and it's keeping your home as yours um 
but transitioning with as far as resources and things go, I was used to doing everything online anyway because I'd been an IT trainer. So I was used to building PowerPoints and, and, and doing things like that. Uh, we also have used a range of software that gives us those resources. So we've got, you know, they're built in with videos and, and PowerPoints and things. So that they're utilised and they're just shared on the screen. Just the same as you would use a piece of paper in front of somebody, you've got it on the screen. You can both write on it, you can both use it. And, you know, for me, it just was second nature to do it that way. You know, one of the jobs I'd done previously was going into schools and helping deliver um, uh, GCSE courses to increase skills and take them up a level. Going back to when it was uh, letters, it, they were aiming to get a C or an A star or, you know, so it's, um, and as all the things transition, as we then were hit with the pandemic, um, and all these teachers and tutors that had no idea what to do, we were already there. We were doing it. So for us, it wasn't any difference to be able to just increase and take more students on, take more tutors on. And we had those, that knowledge to be able to give them. We were already there. And I, th I think that's why the tutors um, and are happy to to work with us because you kind of take away that that fear almost. I can relate um, just as a teacher. I, I was actually not teaching during 2019, but I did some teaching in 2020. And it was the first time I had to teach hybridly lessons online as well as in the classroom uh, and sometimes all of them on line and I hadn't been given that training and I remember feeling very scared actually to to be asked to just use teams I was a supply teacher so I hadn't had that where a lot of my friends had the previous year been teaching for a long time online so there is a fear there and in a way having somebody like yourself to set it up and then to um, roll that out over the rest of the tutor team is is a strength and it's and I've learned an awful lot from from you Jane just in terms of I would say don't that. be afraid of Zoom <laughs> don't be afraid of the technology because it does open this world um, for anybody who wants to tutor I guess but for me, for example, it's something I would I would consider because I can do it online now. I don't need to go to somebody else's house, as you say. And these skills are transferable to the students as well. So by tutoring them online, um, I suppose COVID kind of made this a paramount importance that the students are able to access information online and have access to computers and are able to use them to, to access these lessons. So the way that we're becoming more accustomed to systems, the students are as well, which considering in a massive age of digitization um the 21st century i feel like the the use of computers that we have in technology is just growing um every day or day by day and so students having an awareness of that i think is also really important as well oh, it's a vital skill for them going forward vital and you know that is one of the things that that i utilized it for with one particular student she was second language and she wanted to be able to do her oral english well, it was just a perfect situation to be able to practice it, you know, online. And, you know, and she's taken that away with her for the rest of her life. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's nobody should be frightened of this format of being able to do it this way. If anything, it should give you more confidence that you know. So instead of being frightened, we should embrace it. Yeah, very area. much so. Yeah. yeah. But it does go back as well to that. You mentioned the digital age and, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not being patronising, but we span a few a few generations here and we, and we all have different experiences. And we've touched on this in our first podcast, haven't we, Amy? We all have different experiences of the digital age. And I think... Um, those of us who are a little bit older are a little bit more worried about it and in fact ironically we're the generation that will be coming to that stage in our lives where we're looking to change things up a bit and take the foot off the accelerator a little bit and tutoring is something that is always in your back pocket if you're a teacher um so I, th I think it, it is definitely something to embrace and, that, and I can see that with the experience that the tutors get working with this technology and they will get with the new software as well, um, it's going to change the way they teach forever in a way. And if they are also teaching in the classroom, they can, they can use it to complement how they're teaching. As you, you were saying before about it being hybrid, yeah. you know, if you're in that classroom situation then you can have some students at home. Yes, and that's what I had. You know, and it, yeah. it's been able to use it for however it needs using. Yeah. So having that skill and that knowledge and then be able to utilise it. You know, we work with um, TEFL students and we work in groups with them. You know, so it's been able to use it in that group situation as well as in a one-to-one, -one, which is the main use that we, we use it for. Yeah. Um, but it's just... Yeah, the way it's developed is, is brilliant. Um, when we started off, we had a black and white PDFs, and now we've integrated that with videos and been able to get the students to move things and do things. And, you know, it, it's much more of a, a, of a whole learning experience for them. And, you know, we continue to develop and continue to grow. Do you think AI will ever replace us? <laughs> no, I think it will complement us. Mm. Um, it's been that's been my biggest revelation of the last year, and then to realise as as we've started to utilise it, that I've been using it on various different websites without realising it. Mm. But the trouble is now, once seen. I can't go back and unsee it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we've mentioned growth there. Um, what do you feel has changed in terms of expectations? So from the students and parents' expectations when you first started tutoring, where do you feel the difference lies now? Do you feel that there's higher expectations on tutors? Do you feel like it's the same? I think it's higher. Um, because COVID gave the parents the experience of online learning as for their students, for their children. And... They had them at home, and it was something that was on television last night, I think, that I saw, that parents have realised that the children don't have to be in the classroom to learn. And learning is holistic. It is everything that you do, from getting up in the morning to going to bed, you should be learning something, and probably lots and lots of things. So, yeah, it's... Um, it, and that is just going to con continue to grow. But, you know, the parents' expectations will continue to grow as they know more about it. Yeah, and, and it kind of um, links again into that making 
what is private tuition accessible for all, isn't it? And so those those kind of private expectations are going to feed into they're paying for something so they want to get the most of yeah. the most of it um for their child or who are student um do you think tutors are able to adapt to that do you think those expectations are there do you think all tutors can adapt to that or not necessarily no it, it you need some technical knowledge and be able to use computers if you can't use a computer you're frightened of a computer that is going to be a block you know you've got to have the confidence that this is a tool I'm using and I know how to use it um, and there are so many free courses out there most libraries run courses in using computers so it's a skill anybody can learn at any age you know I one of the jobs where I was uh, training in IT um, I had everything from, you know, the 17-year-old that had just started work to the 65-year-old that was just leaving work. They had to move on to using the computer. And you just you aim the direction that you're going slightly differently to if you're dealing with somebody that is computer literate. Um, so it's just taking those steps that are required. And looking ahead, so if we're looking into the future now, what do you think the biggest challenges that online education faces and what do you think the biggest opportunities are moving forward? So where do you think we're going to be and what challenges do you think we're going to face? I think we're just going to continue to grow. And I think that, that COVID has opened this doorway into what we can do and where we can do it. Um, and it's, you know, so if a student goes to... Um, Pakistan for a month's holiday they can still have their tuition all we've got to do is sync the time zones make sure we're in the right place at the right time and that tuition can continue if you know you've got family somewhere else in the world and you need to go there for an extended period then that tuition can continue and it's learning the um, the opportunities that are there and the same for tutors you know, they've got something that they're abroad. We've had tutors in Canada, in Spain, uh, Portugal. You know, the tutor can be anywhere. It doesn't matter. And that's a huge, huge opportunity. Do you, do you think it can evolve past that? Do you think, I, I mean, I'm trying to imagine how how else it's going to evolve. I suppose um, in a way we've talked about expectations have got higher because the quality of service they can expect is a lot higher yeah. because technology has evolved. Um, you've mentioned accessibility there. That's obviously increasing um, in, the, in this digital era. I suppose the possibilities are, are limitless hmm. because of AI and um, changes to technology. Um, I don't really see there ever being a stop to education and where it can evolve it's just navigating each challenge as it, as it comes yeah it just evolves because you know when you look at us if we didn't evolve and change we'd still be in a cave and we're not and every time something new comes ai has will and already is making such differences uh, sadly it can be for good and for bad but hopefully we will harness harness the goodness from it and be able to develop what we can deliver, how we can deliver it. Um, and that will just grow and it will become more accessible for, for everybody. You've also got the facilities where you can have that translation on it. 
you know, so you can be dealing with somebody in another language and get that instant translation that is far superior to anything that was there in the past. You know, so the sky's the limit. It's what we can dream of is what we can deliver. We're limited only by our imagination. Absolutely. Before we finish off, you did mention one of your students. Have you got any other example of a notable transformation of an inner student through what you did with them or any any other success story you'd like to share? I think one of the one of the the ones that I really remember is a student that was really struggling with fractions and percentages and that side of things and been able to present information in a different way give them a different way of looking at it can open that door to them and to see that light bulb moment when it suddenly clicks and then they can do it and they can run and tell mum that they can do it and this is how you do it and they're sat at the dinner table teaching you know dad how to do it and yeah it just makes it all worthwhile it does i can totally um mirror that and i have lots of examples of i haven't online tutored and i haven't tutored and i have tutored face to face off and on but when you have those students who come to you and say miss i just i don't know how how to do that um, and they're afraid to say it in front of their friends as well which is a, again another yes, way that this online tutoring is, has revolutionised things um, but once you've broken it down so they understand it and then they come back into class and they, they enjoy what they're doing and, and you can really feel that um, I remember one of my students once I'd started this kind of journey with him he was he would stay behind and tell me about everything he'd read learnt um, I got a book from him you know at the end of year nine whenever he was going off and it's just that joy of of turning that light bulb on I think and and also helping those that feel they they can't master it yeah. to understand that they can that and, and I guess it's it's this in a nutshell isn't it we can we can master anything we put our minds to and it's just the internal dialogue saying oh no it's not possible but covid shone a light on on the fact that education needed to move with the times it needed to it, needed it to revolutionize I think you said it perfectly. We're only limited by our imagination. I love that saying. I think it's a great one to say to our, our students in, in any classroom because we are. And with these limitless possibilities, um, we need to think big and we need to make education accessible to all um, and think positively towards mm. the future. Yeah. You know, when I think that I'm in my 60s and I can think and what I've seen change in that in those few decades, you know, and the change has just got bigger and bigger and bigger and faster and faster and faster. And that is going to continue. That is never going to stop. Thank you, Jane. Well, that was an absolutely insightful conversation. We've talked about everything um, to do with education, where the NLG first started, with some wonderful insights from Jane, and also where we think education is going to be in the future, which is really exciting. We hope you found the discussion enlightening. We personally can't wait to see what the world of education will be like in 10 years' time. Or even 20, you know, uh, as Jane says, possibilities and um, we are only limited by our imagination. And here at the NLG, we like to imagine big. We like to imagine that 
in the future, we will have thousands of students where we can deliver a high quality of um, tutoring too. So please like and subscribe and don't forget to comment any future topics that you would like to discuss. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd like us to include in future episodes, we would love to hear your ideas and your opinions because it can inform what we do in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm.